Hey everybody, welcome back. Bleeding, Claret and Cobalt, Trey Fitzgerald, Ryan Hale here with you today. We'll look back at a consummate, dominant 4 nothing win over Orlando from the weekend. Does that mean RSL's turned the tide at home? We'll find out soon enough. In fact, this Saturday against New York Red Bulls. In between, RSL off to Kansas City, a place we've had great success since MLS Cup 2013. Can these guys keep it rolling? What kind of rotation are we going to see from Pablo Mastroeni and his staff with uh, another midweek game? It's been good the last 90 days or so. 27, 28th player may uh, appear Wednesday in Kansas City. We'll get into all of this and much, much more as we look ahead to MLS, Leagues Cup, Open Cup, and the back half of the 2023 RSL campaign. All this, much, much more right here on Bleeding. Claire and Cobalt brought to you by One Wire Fiber. Hey guys, just a big shout out to our friend Adam Sessions and One Wire Fiber. We would not be able to bring you Bleeding Claret and Cobalt every week, every month without their great support. So you wouldn't want all your RSL news information coming from some distant, out-of-state people that don't care about this community. So why would you rely on your voice, video, text for business coming from one of these big companies that literally don't care about you. If you don't own a business, but your friends do, your family does, you got to reach out to these guys because the level of customer service, of support, attention to detail from One Wire Fiber is immense. And we all know how fast the world is moving these days. If our phones, our computers, if our connectivity is not functioning properly, you just feel completely stuck in the water. And Adam and One Wire Fiber, they will figure it all out for you so you don't have to. The number one, W-I-R-E dot C-O, One Wire Fiber, they will take care of you. They care about this community. They care about this club, and they care about you. So, Ryan, I guess we cannot talk about the 4 nothing home win over Orlando without starting with Chicho Arango. Chicho making his debut for RSL, scoring 23 minutes into the game, providing several other moments of excitement with some near misses, an audacious bicycle kick attempt. I, I know that excited a lot of people. And uh, Justin Glad gets another goal. You're up 2 nothing at halftime. You have uh, Demir Krylock, I think, have a, a third goal disallowed due to a proper offside call. A couple other goals that get it to 4 nothing. I thought Danny Masofsky made it 5, but he was, I think, offside by the current and former interpretation of the rule, but there may be a new interpretation of the offside rule coming in that might have put that Musovsky goal back on. Somebody said to me yesterday, it's the kind of offside call that um, whatever the call on the field was, it probably would have remained in VAR. I don't know if I have that much faith in, in VAR, but anyway. Um, just a consummate performance. Orlando did come out pretty strong, had a couple early chances. Zach McMath, uh, definitely up for it. And, um, and while we mentioned his name, I want to congratulate Zach for being recognized by, uh, major league soccer, Audi, 
uh, for his work in the community. He'll be recognized at All-Star because of Zach's efforts. Audi contributing some big money to the local uh, Special Olympics folks, which you know uh, work with our unified team. So exciting to see that recognition off the field. Um, Justin Glad, four goals on the year. He was temporarily tied with Savarino and Krylock and I think Musovsky. Um, and then Savarino got his fifth goal of the season. Chicho has said he's gonna he's gonna get nine at least this year because he wants to celebrate his hundredth career professional goal in an RSL uniform. He's eight away from that. I think he can do it. When you look at the chances that this team has been creating, as we've talked about um, for the last few months putting a number nine up top like Chicho to, to get on the end. Uh, when you think about the gravity uh, that he's going to occupy uh, from our opponents and what that creates for Luna, for Savarino, for Julio, for Krylock, for Masovsky, for Rubio Rubin, who's back here in Harriman uh, after his Gold Cup run with Guatemala. Um, Rubio is not going to Kansas City, but he should be ready to go, we think, for Saturday. Uh, against the Red Bulls at home. So, um, honestly, Ryan, I don't, I don't remember the last time we had this dominant of a performance. I don't remember when RSL was really kind of blazing on all cylinders, uh, to mix a metaphor. And, you know, the 4 nothing win was the most dominant home scoreline we've had in two years. Uh, you may remember in July of 2021, uh, we did beat, Vancouver for nothing. Technically, we were the road team in that game because Vancouver was a tenant at what used to be called Rio Tinto Stadium. Um, it was just a fun night, and the buzz was in the air before, during, and after the game. Obviously, there's always heightened sensitivity and awareness during fireworks games, but I think people were there to see, okay, Chicho, you guys spent $6 million on this guy. He's got a legacy and a pedigree of of scoring goals at a pretty strong clip uh, in MLS, even in Mexico. Uh, you know, he had five goals in, what, 11 games? Um, and he, I, we can go a million different directions, Ryan, but before I hear your thoughts, I just want to reference this Pablo Mastroeni post-game quote that um, has a lot of people talking. But, you know, Pablo was asked about Chicho's integration. And... You know, RSL has come under maybe a little bit of fire in recent transfer windows for not getting the business done until the end. And guys sign by the deadline, and then you got to deal with immigration and work visa and, and ITCs and all that stuff. But Chicho got done really early. He was able to come in and train with the team for a full three and a half weeks before that Orlando game. And Pablo spoke very eloquently about how Chicho has come into this organization. And you know, this club has never spent this much money on a player before, $6 million. This club has never brought in a player with the resume, the CV, the pedigree, whatever you want to call it, that Chicho brought. He's 28, um, scored, what, 32 goals in 58 games for LAFC the last couple of years. Um, Chicho has come in, and as Pablo referenced, scores five or six banger type goals every day in training but he works hard defensively he works hard fitness wise he works hard uh finishing after training he's really set a tone and it would have been easy for him to come in here and be like i'm the man and have a prima donna attitude and 
all those things. And he's worked really hard to fit in. He and his family love Salt Lake and Utah so far. Um, and would Pablo really kind of, and you can go, you know, watch the post game press conference with, with Pablo and then also with Chicho and Pablo Ruiz, who we'll get to in a second. But, you know, Pablo Mastroeni really wanted people to know that the Chicho's come in as a humble leader and he's raised the level for everybody around him at training every day for three and a half weeks. And the young guys, the college guys, Nelson Palacio, Diego Luna, all the very impressionable guys, Carlos, um, sorry, Andres Gomez. These guys have all taken cues from Chicho. And even Justin Glad and some of the interviews he's done with Apple and CBS Sports Golasso in the last few days, he talks about the way Chicho's come in. And I just think it's a it's kind of a dream scenario. Now, as everybody's buzzing, this team's lost three games in 90 days, one twelve, drew drawn six across multiple competitions. We've gone from twelfth to tied for third in the Western Conference. We're in the Open Cup semifinal. There's a lot of opportunity um, maybe to return to a home field dominance like we saw Saturday against Orlando, and that's certainly a goal. Ten games unbeaten across all competitions on the road, four straight wins on the road. We'll get into the Kansas City match here in a second, but there's just... I, I don't know how to describe it because I would say that the tight-knit nature that you've heard me talk about the locker room, the next-man-up mentality, the bounce-back mentality, all these things, the vibes, whatever, those things haven't changed. But winning strengthens those things, if that makes sense. And um, it's certainly amplified the intensity of all that. And and look, I don't know if we're going to win in Kansas City Wednesday night or not, but being around the guys, being around the coaching staff, there there is a confidence and and we've heard Pablo talk about you know rotating for midweek games or when you go Wednesday Saturday Wednesday and you've got guys gone on international duty or you've got guys hurt um all the things that kind of happen during the dog days of summer especially in MLS and we're kind of just taking advantage of it because the rookies are stepping up the college kids are stepping up the academy kids are stepping up the DPs are stepping up like um I don't know. It's just um it's a really fun time to be around the group right now and it's a really fun time I think to watch and on top of all that you know I can't remember a game like the Orlando game where could have been 6 nothing, could have been 7 nothing. Like uh, it was just fun. So anyway, sorry, I rambled, but what are your impressions of of where this group's at right now? I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to this have a similar like perspective as I do, but it's like coming into this game was intense in a way that like playoff games usually are i think that there was a lot of I, i've spent a lot of time i don't know i feel like it's like my job to make sure everybody around me knows what's going on with rsl I'm, it's too many people come up to me and ask me is rsl in season here is it when's rsl season it's like the middle of the season like I, that kind of stuff so i'm always on my on the mission to like it's you, always rsl yeah season. <laughs> yeah it's always i want it's always rsl season but also like i i want you guys to understand like how you know paying attention to this team how it makes it, 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 it it's it's so fun to pay attention to this team because you see some things happening and once you see it come together and piece together, you get the, you can, I don't know, get, that's, that's the way I enjoy this team the most. I'm invested in what's going on the team. So explaining to them, we have a new signing. This signing is going to change the way this team plays. It was a lot of money. The, the amount of money being spent right now is, is a new thing for if you're an RSL fan. So you want these things to pan out. I know a lot of the last couple of times we've signed a player that we've tried to get excited about. 
there's been some bumps in those roads. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll leave it at that. There have but, been a few, but yeah. you know, just to, it's it's hard to like hype up somebody and then to have them. You know, it's a tough place to play. But then you see, you're talking about what's going on. Uh, the season is still in a place where a turnaround can change the outcome of the. You know, like where does RSL could be a high playoff team still? It's not like they haven't lost enough games to put them out of the running. Uh, the Western Conference is one of those things. that's like it's anybody's game still, I think. And so to see them come to this game thinking like, this is a must win. I think a couple times that I'm trying to remember the last time we, there was a random game a few, like last month, I'm thinking this is a must win game. And then RSL went and didn't win. I was the tie. It was the tie. And they, I think we were just talking about that. It was this no, home game. Yeah. It's, it's not, not necessarily a must win game, but I think from a fan perspective, it's like, we got to see a win right now. This is what we need. It was the, the vibe at the stadium was kind of getting a little bit antsy i think sure. coming to the home games maybe through may and june was a little bit like okay we can win these we can win these open cup games but and i'm watching you win on tv but are you gonna win home yeah well and we weren't scoring goals at home, yeah and right and so, yeah, it's a bunch of zero zero so i think we've been sitting a lot of that. but so coming into this game that's i guess the whole point of that is that, like it was i was i was anxious i was very anxious for this game and so um watching things kind of click yeah right, because orlando was coming yeah, in well, red that's, hot that's the other thing too yeah. is orlando's doing well and uh kind of in a Orlando's not dissimilar from our son in a lot of ways. And I think that they're having some things, they're figuring out some things with their squad that may not be completely ideal, but it is working. What they're doing is working. And I think that they've had some recent success. Uh, so coming in, just, this is going to be a tough challenge. There's a lot to prove. There's a lot, there's a lot of question marks, a lot of the answers we hope are there, but watching it kind of off the kickoff kind of start to gel together, seeing the, the combinations working, seeing Pablo Ruiz pulling the strings, as Donnie says, you know, like, uh, Diego Luna out there everywhere. Um, Krylock kind of quarterbacking what's going on. There's a lot of different things that are happening um, going forward. I think we saw maybe some nervy moments right off the bat. I think there was a couple. Yeah. Uh, I think Zach got his hand on a ball that may have been had eyes for the post, like inside the post. Well, and he had that one that kind of went through his leg, yeah. but his like foot skipped it across the face. It was really a weird yeah. deflection that in real time didn't look quite as goofy as it does on slow-mo you know? so but that's so getting into the game i was like i don't know i still don't know how this is gonna go yeah. and then and then chicho steals that header from demir <laughs> well it's funny right chicho absolutely stole oh, that yeah, from demir which kind of and then glad stole his from oh, yeah. chicho yeah so the shades of uh do you remember sam johnson stealing a ball off of demir's foot one time there was a, that, i do that, and demir <laughs> handled it much better than i think everybody yeah thought. So, but i don't think anybody's mad about i mean i do think demir also had a had another shot where i think he he gets himself into places where he's going to get his head on the ball where nobody else can and he was kind of playing in a way where he was going to redirect that ball chicho comes mm -hmm. in and like takes over and takes that shot uh what a great what a great moment what a great awesome moment to feel that in the stadium it was just so so intense so loud mm -hmm. everybody was invested seeing the team just the the body language of the team and the celebration wasn't was pretty amazing. So many things were happening. That's that, the coolest thing. Yeah. Like I I went back and you know through social media and I couldn't sleep at you know one a.m. Mm -hmm. after the game or whatever. But seeing the joy yeah. and the smiles on the guys' faces in those goal celebrations, um, you know, Chicho's the first one over to Glad right and to celebrate his goal. He picks him right up off the ground. Savarino looks so happy after he scored another kind of amazing sidewinder yeah. goal. Julio scores and he's pointing to give props to Pablo Ruiz, who had an obviously massive, massive game with three assists. Like that's only happened once before in our club history. Fabian Espindola, who wasn't a known distributor, 
gets three assists back in 2012. So just so many cool things happened that night. Um, the crowd was the seventh largest we've ever had in that building, 20,809. Um, and, and that's fireworks. That's Chicho. Yeah. That's everything. Yeah. Um, you get the win. Um, and it puts us back at 500 all time. You get the four goals. It flips our all time goal differential to plus three. Um, Pablo uh, surpassed 100 points as head coach of this team. So he tied Jeff Kassar for the fastest to 100 points, 70 games. Um, Jeff Kassar had the luxury of inheriting Jason Kreiss's kind of powerhouse in 2013. Uh, Pablo did not quite have that luxury. Um, Jeff did get to 102 points in 70 games. Kassar, um, sorry, Pablo, only 101 now. So obviously I think with the way this rest of the season plays out with the way we think it will pablo will surpass that pacing um just cool little stat stuff that all came together in this four nothing dominant home win i think the biggest thing ryan is you know the players talked about it the last several weeks like we want to reward the fans with a home win you know we we've had we had an open cup home win, but we didn't have a league home win. We had a tie that we got at the death against Minnesota. We had the loss against LA where you lead two one and you give up two goals in three minutes and kind of switch off. Um, it, there have been some just bizarre home performances. Well, I feel like it also kind of illustrated a few things. One of them being that, uh, people that are paying attention to the league kind of generally. And the, the, the narrative about Salt Lake is that they're having a hard time at home. And then, after this game, it's like, this is this is not a place you want to play on the road. Uh, Orlando's a team that's playing well in every, everywhere they're playing, and they came in and they saw. You see what kind of happens like that. The coming to Utah in the summertime is a very difficult yeah. place to play just physically. And then if the team is scoring goals, it's like, what are you going to do here? And I think that we we kind of got that. There's maybe the spotlight a little bit more on RSL. I think it was a perfect time to have this happen. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the teams. A lot of the, I mean, a lot of the team is like showing up when they need to. And I think this is kind of, let me just point out to the, the, the other, the, the second half goals here. I think we're, we're kind of telling about like what we're seeing when maybe what we've been talking about for this season is that one, we still have Jefferson Saverino on this team <laughs> and he's, right? and that goal, that goal was a vintage Sava goal. I think that was just one of those, like, this is, you can't leave him alone out there. Right. That's, that's the thing is like, he's going to score that every time. And what a, what a great moment that was. That was kind of like the. I don't know that there is any doubt that RSL wasn't in control of the game there, but this is like, oh, this is this could be get this could get ugly because, you know, I think when maybe when we were watching this team a month ago, the whole thing was, can we get it out to Sava and get him a chance? And the thing is like, oh, if you can't stop Chicho, you still have to stop Sava. And that's the thing is like that that double barrel yeah. attack is unbelievable. And then you have Julio coming off the bench and you can't stop him at the in the 80th minute if you've got you're coming from Orlando and you're like, this is the end of the, the game. There's nothing you can do. Then that's the thing is that there's two of those Gomez. On, I mean, Andres Gomez. On yeah. The, Severino those. scored nine minutes after Chicho left to your point. Remember earlier in the year when the team was was struggling, if you suffocated Severino or somehow isolated yeah. him on an Island, you own RSL. Which, and you see like, you see things like w with the mirror kind of being in and out. It's like, well, what else is going to happen? Then you have Julio. I think Julio had, a couple times he wasn't on the field for a lot of the beginning of the season. Just those things like there's too many question marks. And there was, there was definite, like, if you can stop this here, you're good. Where do you stop this team now? It's like, you stop, it's the, the, the Dutch boy with this finger in the dam. Well, yeah, it's like, yeah. no matter what you stop up, there's a, there's a genuinely dangerous 
attack that you're not covering. And well, I think that's kind of, that's exciting. I think, again, like talking and bringing up the teams, like the 2013 team, like that may be the last time I've seen RSL be. But, you can't but we're going to see that this week, right? So you've got three games in eight days again, which we're well-versed in. And Rubin is back. Savarino is questionable for Kansas City with a hip issue. Did that happen in the game? I just saw that. I, it must have happened in the game, yeah. Um, Nelson Palacio, who we haven't even talked about, yeah. who was going to be on the bench. The Colombian Federation didn't send his ITC to U.S. soccer on Friday or Saturday. That was supposed to happen. Didn't happen Monday. So we'll see Palacio in Kansas City, maybe as a starter, maybe off the bench. Um, but think of think of the rotational possibilities, right? So including Chicho, Pablo has used 27 players in the last 90 days. Um, Palacio will be 28. But you've got either Beavers or McMath. You've got Brody, Ameca, Hidalgo, Oviedo at outside back. You've got Silva, Vera, Glad at center back. You've got Pablo, Ojeda, Jasper, and now Palacio in the pivot. You've got Luna, Savarino, Gomez, Chang, who's still hurt, uh, on the wings. You've got Chicho, Demir, Musovsky, Julio, and Rubin up top. I'm sure there's guys that I'm I'm missing, but man, it's just so exciting to think about you'll always have you have competition every day in practice for who's going to be in the 11 and who's going to be in the 20. You've got fresh legs to rotate in for a midweek game, for the final 30 minutes of a game like and I know we talked about it a little bit last week, but I still just love this that it was Bertan Jacquesson, Elijah Paul, and Emeka Nelly that created that goal in Toronto that led yeah. to the Julio's game winner. I just I I forgot about those guys until right this second. So those guys are in play for Kansas City. Uh, or New well or the, New York. What's that? Those guys also played well for the Monarchs. They were great it, yeah. for the Monarchs in their big win over the weekend. So um and and I know you've heard me say this before, Ryan, but like it's easy to talk about Chicho and Sabarino and Demir because your DPs are supposed to get it done. But then when you have guys that came up through the Monarchs like Chang or the four guys from college from the last two years or veterans trying to find a home or your homegrown guys, it, like, I don't know, Elliot, Kurt, Pablo all deserve, I think, a lot of credit for pulling the right le levers for being patient maybe when guys weren't paying off. And look, I know everybody wants to blame Pablo for like Luna not playing the first few months of the season and only playing since he came back, but Luna is a different guy now than he was in April. He's got confidence. He learned things over there in in Argentina during the U20s. Like a lot of things have come together a lot of different ways and you know, success isn't linear. As you mentioned earlier, we know there's going to be a rough patch at some point this year. Hopefully it doesn't, it's not, you know, something that knocks us out of the playoffs late. Hopefully it's not something that knocks us out of open cup. Um, I think we're deep enough that we don't need to sit here and wonder, well, is, is RSL going to take the league's cup seriously? Who's going to, like, there's, there's so many guys that 
have stepped up when it was their time to contribute. And I mean, before Rubio Rubin went to play very, very well for Guatemala, by the way, in the Gold Cup, he was responsible for five straight goals between the two nothing or two one win in Austin and the three what ended up being a three two win at home against um LA Galaxy in the open cup. Like he was on fire. Then he goes and does it for Guatemala in front of phenomenal Guatemalan fan support wherever they went, Houston, New York, etc. And he's so happy to be back here. So, like, I'm excited for him because, you know, where is he going to slot in? Maybe it's on the left. We've seen him over there. Maybe it's up top. Maybe it's with Chicho. Maybe it's for Chicho coming on the last 20 minutes. But the level all over the field has been raised. And I think what we're seeing is everything that Pablo has been instilling for two years kind of snowballing and multiplying upon itself. And guys get it. So then you can focus on the details. And the details are what make the difference. And and look, we've had a lot of success. We've earned points in eight of our 10 visits to Kansas City since we lost MLS Cup 2013. So that's five wins, three losses, three draws. So that's eight of 11. And, you know, Kansas City started off the year very poorly. They had a lot of injuries. They've been good lately. Uh, Peter Vermees is a quality coach. It's not going to be an easy game, but if Pablo rotates six, seven, eight starters, I still like our chances just based on the way we're flying. And then we're still fresh to come back home against New York Red Bulls on Saturday in another game that I think we're close to selling out. So get your tickets if you don't have them yet. That's going to be another fun night at Rio Tinto, or sorry, at America First Field. And if RSL can win that game, then you're 4 4 and 4 at home going into the end of the season and and hopefully you can kind of reestablish uh home dominance. The unfortunate reality now is that we're going to see some players not see the field as much, I think, which is there's only 11 guys that can be on the field at once and we've seen how many guys can step up and play these positions at, you know, high levels. So, hopefully we see that. I think I've I've on on social media I've seen a few um fan-made potential starting 11s that have caused some arguments because you're leaving every every single version you're leaving somebody big out of it and it's you know that's a i guess that's a a good challenge to have is like how do you get the right guys on the field at the same time i think that that one thing we've seen with pablo is that he's always trying to get the guys that that flow together the best and i think that that's one thing we can count on with him that he's going to find that that combo well and that's the funny thing and i i think i've said this in somewhere but when Pablo looks at those changes, he's not just looking at like one for one changes. Mm-hmm. He's he's very much looking at the combinations. So which pivots play together yeah. well? Which pivots play together with this center back? Which which outside backs play well with this winger? Which winger, you know, pivot, you know, and then obviously you've got the group up top. So it is all about which combinations are in good form. And you see that too, like just like we'll look at the way that the subs the subs worked in this last game. I mean, that by the end of the game, the you know the the atta- of the attacking of the six attackers, five of them were you know subbed out, and they were obviously just as dangerous to be able to score goals. I think that's an interesting development that I think that maybe we as fans didn't couldn't quite like anticipate happening in a way that it is happening right now. I think that's that's what's what's good. Um, what what do you think? Your some how how can we be realistic about our expectations coming up? We have 
couple games. I think there's two games left in this in MLS this month, and then uh, yeah, Leeds just Cup. just the Kansas City and New York games, and then you've got Seattle here on the 22nd, Monterey on the 26th. You have to wait for maybe their result against each other on the 30th to see when and where we play on August 2nd or 3rd in the League's Cup, and then it's knockout from there. So then you've got August 20th at LA before the Open Cup semi in Houston. The team's actually going to stay in LA a couple extra days after that Sunday game, fly to Houston on Tuesday night deal with the humidity, which is a real thing uh, in that stadium in late August, hopefully advance to host the Open Cup final on September 27th. But then you've got Houston coming here for MLS on the 26th, three days after the Open Cup game. Um, look, I think it's all there to play for. Justin Glad's like, look, we can win two pieces of hardware. Yeah, We could win Open Cup and Leagues Cup and then play MLS Cup playoffs, as, as we've proven and many others have. Anything can happen. And with a new format where you're going to get a home game in each round, um, it's exciting. Yeah. Well, I think just the just how unusual the next two months of uh, of matches are going to be. I think maybe you know this is squad is like set up for that. <laughs> unusual works better. I think. I think the, the grind of just every day kind of sure. You know, when there's something different to play for every day, it's it's kind of interesting. Well, and 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 uh, I'm repeating myself, and Pablo says this every Apple call. He's like, look, everybody's engaged. Yeah. Because everybody knows they're going to play. And so, you know, if you didn't have all these midweek games, if you didn't have the Open Cup and maybe now the League's Cup, you didn't have these other competitions, it'd be easy for Berton or Jasper or even a Rubin or a Julio to say, well, I'm not going to play, so I don't have to push myself, yeah. you know, or, you know, coach isn't going to look at me this week, so why does it matter? That hasn't happened here at all this year. And whether it has been injuries or international duty or just rotation, everybody's uh, iron sharpens iron is the saying that Pablo likes to use. And everybody is supporting each other but pushing each other too i mean you should come watch some of these practices ryan like last week it was like borderline guys not killing each other but going in hard and i mean honestly that's why that's why like ruiz didn't go to toronto is because silva got him and they're like best friends right um and you know pablo mastroeni was kind of like man should i tell these guys to like tone it down and not be so chippy but in his mind you play on Saturday the way you practice. So for him to ask guys to pull back on their intensity is just not a good idea in his mind, right? It's not in his DNA either. I just reminded me last week with Pablo in here, he brought up a goal that Chicho scored in training. Right. And the look on his face when he was describing that to you was like, <laughs> oh, this, he's like, I, I know that I know that Pablo was not surprised when that goal went in 26 minute on, on Saturday. No, and, and look... Uh, you know, Chicho could have had others, but he's so aggressive. Um, there's a good MLS article by Joe Lowry that just went up on Tuesday morning on the league site, kind of digging deeper into some of Chicho's like XG and other stuff. And the criticism in there of Chicho is that sometimes he'll pull the trigger on a shot before the play is fully developed, but he's fit in so well here. I think, um, look, it, it just matters what happens on Saturdays, but, uh, I, there's reason to be as excited as you all are, as we all are. And, uh, you know, the rest of July is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And just looking ahead to this game, um, Kansas City is sitting right outside of the playoff. So 
they're obviously in a place where they need this game as much as mm-hmm. any you know as anybody and i think that this is actually a good i think we want to see rsl kind of go up against a team that's pushing a little bit harder i think that that's kind of where we've seen these the best performances i don't know if we've always seen the best results as when we've seen a team that needed a, a result but i think that uh we're seeing when these players get challenged they get they they spend less time being um, complacent not that i think that's been a big problem with this this season but there has been some goals scored at times you're like wow that that was preventable and actually last saturday there was a couple moments where like ooh, that was pre- it's it's a good thing zach was back there it's a good thing that justin was back there. It's a good thing Diego came back and played some defense there because that one kind of got a little away from us. And I think that this is a good, these moments here, especially like in July, we're still talking about, you know, there's a lot that can happen. You look at where RSL is in the standings right now, level on points with LAFC, which really, really, if you told me that last time we played <laughs> LAFC, I would no. not. Uh, but the thing is like, that's the thing is like the way that things are shifting in this division is like, you're going to be up in, you're going to be around. It's gonna change week to week where you're where you're standing like where you fit into the division. So I think that like just being aware of those things and like taking every you know every touch of the ball, taking it seriously, not that taking taking us off. I think that as we're seeing this team kind of become a little more deliberate, a little more like focused, we're seeing less of these mistakes that I think that maybe were driving us so crazy like in March and April. Like I haven't, I don't, I don't. I look back at some of those results and I'm like, I don't remember this team. <laughs> I don't remember the team that was on the field there. Yeah. It's like, so I think that this is something we're, we're, we're seeing. So as far as like trying to be realistic about expectations, I think I'm just going to say some things without, you know, more than just my own perspective. I don't have no insider information or know what's going on in Pablo's head or whatever, but I think we're going to see a team that's going to be kind of coalesce is like, this is what our starting 11 looks like. I think we're going to see something a little bit more of that. I think maybe League's Cup's going to throw that in a little bit of a, mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a little bit more creativity with the starting 11, maybe during those couple yeah. setups. But I think yeah. I want to see some more goals. I do, I do think that like, we're talking about the dam breaking and, you know, just people start scoring. I don't know how you don't get goals in this, the way that they're playing right now. It's, it's just so many opportunities. I did notice too, looking at the stats from the last couple of games, RSL had, an enormous amount of shots on goal in the last three, four games. Mm-hmm. Not as many this last game, but a little more on target. There's something that's, you know, the, the way that the, the shots are being taken are a little more dangerous. And I think that that's, that speaks to, to the quality on the field of the yeah. player. And yeah. just the, I think that the, you know, the, the we, you, we bring this up a lot. And I think that it's, if we were going to dive back into some Denver Nuggets um, <laughs> comparisons, but you have the players on the field that are bringing up the guys around them. Yeah. So when Sava's on the field, his touches are good, but also the touches around him are good. And then now we're just seeing Diego Luna be a little more confident mm-hmm. on the ball. Go back and look at some of the, his, his uh, games where his touches weren't as confident mm-hmm. compared to like this last game. These, the, the things that are happening, the places that he's finding people is, is, is improving. The places that uh, the Chicho goes on his runs is, is pretty incredible. And the thing is, like, that opens up so many spaces. You see the, the um, openings happen because of the things that are happening, because of plays that are making, uh, being made by these guys. You see, um, anyway, so I could keep going. I mean, it's all kind of theoretical, but no, I, it's great, but it's all confidence, right? It's just confidence breeds confidence. So Luna has success, he tries more stuff. Saverino. Pablo Ruiz, Gomez, like it, the list goes on and on. Everybody feeds off of each other. Demir, if you had told me in April that Demir would look like this now, I probably would have been a little skeptical because just because we didn't know what to expect. But he's playing like back to back 90 minutes, Wednesdays, Saturdays, which I think is way ahead of the schedule that people thought 
he would be on back in but even as his role February, goes to, March, even as his role goes to like what we've watched him come off the bench a couple of times to like calm down like a kind of frenetic mm-hmm. a game i'm trying to think is it two weeks ago where he came in off the bench and i think the things were kind of out of control you saw him take control of the game coming in off the bench i think that was a role that we've never actually seen demir in right but now we we've seen it a few times this season i think that there's some there's something to be said about that. We talked a lot about like with, with Justin Miriam when he was here about his role is like, is he a starter that controls the game or is he better as a off the bench to come in and like close the game out, you know, that the idea. And so I think we're seeing some of these roles kind of fit into that because the reality is like Demir can't always fit on the field if we're trying to put, you know, there's going to be people that, that fit that, that, um, yeah, the confidence right now is just amazing. And it's it's permeated up and down every position group, up and down the roster guys going to the Monarchs and back, um, guys going to international duty and back, guys getting injured and coming back. Like, it's just, um, it's a really good period. Obviously, we probably haven't had this type of excitement maybe since the playoff run in 21. Um, Obviously, a different time. Everything felt a lot more tenuous. Everything felt a lot less permanent. But getting the miracle in Kansas City and then going back two weeks later and really owning that match. And you saw Wood and and Anderson Julio uh, you know, change the game late in in the semi or uh, the conference semi, I should say. Um and then it was gone. Like we did not play well in Portland that year. But um I think we're gonna find out a lot, um, as we have. But the road form four straight wins on the road i think it's it's eight straight without a loss in mls play home and away and it's 10 straight without a loss all comps on the road these are the kinds of things this team hasn't done in a decade and should rsl win in kansas city wednesday night that will be the seventh road win in mls play this year which is one more than we got in 2012 or 2013, which were our two best ever road campaigns with six wins, seven losses, four draws. Um, a win in Kansas City puts you at seven, three, and two, I think, seven, three, and three. And you still got more road games going the rest of the way to, to add to that. So the mentality, Pablo gets asked every week, hey, why are you guys so good on the road? And so poor at home prior to Orlando. And, you know, it, he, he chalks it up to mentality, chalks it up to intensity, chalks it up to the way opponents maybe play a little more freely when they're at home than when they come in here and bunker down. And we've, we've had a hard time like breaking down very compact, um, low blocks, but now you got Chicho and you got, you have a difference maker, right? And, um, it's not just him. But as we've talked about for the last 30 minutes, it's all the things he provides. It's all the intangibles, the situations, the confidence, the, the, the things he creates, his presence creates, his gravity creates for everybody else. And then, and then everybody else takes advantage of it. I mean, Musovsky should have had a, a goal the other game, the other day against Orlando, and he was so close. He's been red hot. Pablo Ruiz, four goals, seven assists his last 11 games. I think, I think Musovsky's on 
six goals, four assists, his last 15 games, something like that. So, look, you're getting contributions from all over the field, and then you add a lethal killer, basically, to that group in Chicho. And then now we're, we get to find out what's happening with Palacio. Uh, and what does he do? Does he make Jasper better? Does he make the back line better? Does he make Demir checking back from the top better? Like just, you know, those are the things we'll, that we get to find out now. For a little bit, RSL's been kind of the team to overlook or to look past. And that very much is changing. And I think w I, I want to see this trend happening. I want to see what, what uh, you know, can we count on four goals every game? Probably not. But I think that what we've been noticing with this team is that chances are being created no matter who's on the field. And I think that if that keeps happening, I think that the results are going to follow that. And I think that that's, you know, I think I, the, the confidence, I just, yeah, we're, I guess the theme of today's episode is confidence. And as a fan, I can tell you that I had some confidence sitting in those seats this weekend that I haven't felt for a while, at least not this season, I don't think. Um, I think a lot of the, some of the good results this season were surprising. And the the feeling that you know the feeling of winning against LA in the yeah. Cup, I think there was something about that game. Like, okay, we did it. We did it. Well, and LA's been red hot since yeah. that game, oh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, and and they've been. And now Orlando was red hot coming in here. It's funny because Pablo described Orlando uh, in the run up as very much like looking in the mirror. Right? They're a team that has had success the same way we have, where you're hard to play against. Everybody's engaged. You, they rotate a ton of players. And they fight for each other, yeah. and and that's that's perfectly well, describes our. And let me and let me for the, to to risk being a little obnoxious here. Um, the feeling I had this week was when the goals kept going in. I'm like, yes, of course, get as many as possible. Yeah. Which, and this is the thing is like, when I was in, and not you know, I don't want to be this guy, but when I was at a Man City game this season, and they were playing against Leeds, you know, who mm -hmm. ended up being relegated, a team that like was not good. The the bloodthirsty feeling in the stadium of get every goal possible. Gungawan scored two goals. I think uh, I didn't see um, Holland score a goal, but every time he touched the ball, people were like thirsty for blood. You know, it's like, this is the team that like, they can't lose. It's a bunch of robots playing a game that was, you know, made for humans. And, but the feeling in that stadium as they're watching their team be successful was more, give us more, <laughs> which is good. More, but again. I, but the thing is like, when I, the, the, but, when but that's huge because the goal differential matters. Yeah, and now oh, we're back to yeah. minus one. So we my, were at minus 10, eight or 10 yeah, for most of the year. Double digits, yeah. And so I think that like the, the feeling in the stadium went from like in the last month, it went from, we got one. Can you believe this? We got one to let's just rip it all apart. Let's give us the trophy right now, you know, that, which is fun. I think, you know, obviously the fans, the, the, the fan reaction is obviously like polar and it's going to go one way to this one side to the other as fast as possible. But I don't think, I guess the point I'm making in the most obnoxious way possible is I don't think I've felt that confidence in the stands like I felt on Saturday. And so I think that's, uh, that's something to be said about what's happening with this team and the and what it means, I don't know what it means. I hope that, that I hope that I didn't see if Ryan was in the Ryan Smith was in the stadium, but I hope that he was there and felt it. I mean, that's the thing is like, this is, it takes a lot to spend a lot, I guess, you know, it's scary, I guess, yeah. for people to spend. I mean, I've never spent 6 million on anything in my <laughs> life yet one day. Right. But to see it, I, you know, I, how many things have I ever spent money on that has had that kind of effect? I mean, to be in a, in a building full of these people, of, of people that have, I don't know, felt that way. I, I've. 
anyway, I guess I, I'm losing my words because I don't know quite how to describe how it felt, but I think it was, it was great and it was exciting. I can't wait to get back. I'm like, I can't believe they're playing away again. I'm yeah. like, I don't want to watch this on TV. Um, I want to, I want to be you, there. But you got the game Saturday yep. and then you got another game the following Saturday in League's Cup against Seattle Sounders, Rusnak, like they're a good team. Um, then you've got Wednesday against Monterey, the 26th, where, you know, look, it was 12 years ago that Monterey came in here and beat us and kept us from a, from a CONCACAF Champions League uh, title. But um, they have the same coach again now in Manuel Vucetic, and that game is part of the season ticket package. So that place will be packed for the Monterey game. And, and look, anytime you're playing for advancement, you're playing for hardware, um, you know, that's why the Open Cup is exciting is we're, we're right on the cusp of doing something unprecedented and special. And we've got the group of guys to do it that, that care about each other, they care about the fans, they care about the community. And uh, it's, just, it's just a lot of fun now and we're going to keep it rolling. I didn't get any predictions out of you. I've been trying to oh. seed that a little bit, see if you would just start making some like what do you i almost always say 3-1 when we're at home was my prediction it's kind of been my default over the years um i did say 3-0 i think on saturday because i just felt like we were due for a shutout um even though we just had one in toronto you did you did on the on twitter i think you did mention 4-0 before did i oh no you're right because It's funny because July 4th, it was weird because I don't get to watch a lot of other games. Yeah. And Max and Dunny were in Orlando yep. and they beat Toronto for nothing. And I tweeted, this is just me yeah, being a smart sure. ass, but just being like, hey, I really hope Max and Dunny call four goals for the home team on Saturday because I knew they were going to do the Chicho game. Yeah. And lo and behold, that happened. So yeah. as I think I tweeted Sunday or Monday, I said, well, I guess I should put more stupidly positive and audacious predictions out there in the universe yeah your problem's always been that you haven't been stupid positive that's (laughs) (laughs) trade the oracle though that's that's kind of what we've been used to but the thing is like i did i did predict a chicho hat trick so he only fulfilled one third of my uh, prediction we'll get we'll get we'll get there i'm imagining um it was funny to hear uh well it was funny to see the the highlights on app i went back and watched the apple Mm. tv replay the the pregame highlight package was all the goals that she just scored against against six, R- he scored six against RSL, so, including a great back heel. Yeah, that one was ridiculous. Um, I teased him after the game. I said, "Okay, you got to score five more for us before uh, before your level, like in yeah. in our eyes." Yeah, you know? for sure. He laughed, but that's the other thing, Ryan. Like, I don't know if it's come through yet because of the language issue, the language barrier. But man, he's happy, and his family's happy. He brings his kids everywhere. They were courtside at the Jazz summer league game the other night. Um, they found a home already. They're really settling in, but he walks in this facility in Harriman every day with a big smile on his face. And you see him, the way he jokes around with his teammates, and it's not just the other Latin guys. Um, it's, it's, it's all the groups, right? Young, old, doesn't matter what language you speak. Like he is in a great place and it's just, it's, it's inspiring and it's infectious is what I should say. Um, you can't help, like he said yes to every interview request we've put in front of him. Um, Delmi's done a great job of helping him and his family feel integrated. Palacio as well. Vera as well. Gomez as well. Like these are just really, really, really good times off the field as well, but you're seeing it translate, uh, on the field. And 
I, I, I would have to go back and look, and I'm actually a little embarrassed I haven't done this yet. I think it's probably 2010 that where we've gone like a period this long with so few losses. Because I think in 2010, we only lost twice, I think, between April and August. And remember, that was the year where we were down 2 nothing in Colorado the final day of the year. We were, we were taking our ribbons off the Rocky Mountain Cup and putting the Colorado ones on. And then Sabo single-handedly created two goals like in stoppage to tie Colorado 2-2. We keep the Rocky Mountain Cup. Then we lose. Uh, we had an early lead in Dallas in the playoffs. That ends up being a, a loss. Javi got a red card. We were really running on fumes at the end of that year, but we were very successful all season long. This team is deeper than that team. And um, knock on wood, you know, it, you, you just never know what's going to happen. Crazy things can happen. Um, you know, we're all, we all love sports because things can, I guess, become done or undone as quickly as the other way around. And, uh, but I, I don't know, man. There's just something about the culture that Pablo and his guys have created, the mentality, the camaraderie, the the competition, like every aspect really that we've talked about for the last 45 minutes just really feels um, feels authentic. It feels sustainable. And um, whether it's MLS, Leagues Cup, Open Cup, playoffs, um, we're a hard out. As Dunny kept saying, and Max uh, said this in the broadcast as well, we're a team nobody wants to play. Nobody wants to see us in the playoffs, regardless for the first seed or the eighth seed. Nobody wants to come to altitude and try to win a game because it's it's just we're a tough out. And we've always been that. And now we've got quality. Now we've got depth. And we've got, again, all those intangibles that that, that make a team go from good to great, great to excellent, and hopefully excellent to uh, champion. Yeah, it's a great time to be paying attention to this team. Uh, just uh, before we well, let you go, just uh, you mentioned you brought up Delmi. Quick shout out to RSL and uh, digital media for giving us a little more access to these uh, Spanish speaking players, which, you know, that's one of those things. As an, Eng as an English speaker who doesn't speak enough Spanish to really get the, you know, it's, it, I appreciate when I can get that. Also, um, well, there's a lot more subtitles too on yeah, Spanish just, language I, content, I think, which helps. But I think we've heard from people, I mean, we've heard from Pablo and we've heard from um from Chicho. We've yeah. heard from I think that there's been some stuff. Also um RSL show and El Show RSL uh making sure that they're doing their yeah. content in both yeah. English and Spanish. I think that's a big part of it. I think uh we've always wanted we just want I think that the Utah sports fans just want to be they want to know who these guys are. I don't think it's totally unique to our to Utah sports fans, but I think I think that one of the big strengths that we've had is we've been able to be close to these guys. You know, we've been able to be, to know what they're like as people. And that's why we appreciate guys like Demir and Kyle Beckerman and, you know, these guys. And I think so being able to see that, you know, one of those things we never, we never really got to know Sabo the mm -hmm. way that we've got to know some right. of the players that are on the team now. And I think even, even Javi, I think that was one of the things like, did everybody quite appreciate how incredible of a guy that was? Cause he, but he, luckily he's one of those guys who came around and was Sure. He, he made the he made the step towards uh, the yeah. us English speakers. Well, to come and, in. and uh, look, all, a lot of the guys are like they are taking English lessons, and it's Gomez and it's Savarino yeah. and um, now Palacio and and the other guys are are stepping up too because, um, you know, and this is where I think not having Dunny do our games every week 
hurts because a lot of guys, their first English interviews were with Dunny. Yeah. And Pablo Ruiz did it last year. And Javi did it. Plata did it. Uh, Espindola even tried it once. So, uh, and look, we're always looking for ways to have Dunny be more involved. And I think he will be uh, than he has the last few months where clearly he's been focused on the Apple stuff. But um, no, your point's a great one. And, and just go search MLS, RSL, my personal social media today and see all these these videos and these articles about Zach McMath and his work with Special Olympics and the unified team. Um, I mean, I learned a ton about Zach just helping put this stuff together. It's really great. And um, yeah, these are just exciting times. So thank you everybody for listening today. If you have any questions, please hit us up. Uh, Ryan and I are both very active on Twitter. You can hit up the official at Claret Cobalt account on Twitter or Instagram. You can find us anchor.fm slash claret and cobalt you can hit up the email rsltrey at gmail.com and we will look to answer your question accommodate your request etc etc uh we've got a big summer of soccer happening we've got the mls next pro um u23 tournament happening uh with hoffenheim crystal palace monarchs Vancouver and Colorado. That's in late July. We've got Women's World Cup starting. We've clearly got Leagues Cup, which we already talked about. And then uh, and then in, in mid-August, we'll resume MLS play. So uh, no shortage of things to talk about, things to get excited about, things to watch. And uh, we're here for you. Uh, as always, thanks to our friends at One Wire Fiber for supporting this podcast. Please download, share, subscribe, listen anything to grow the audience we feel like we are one of the most credible sources of rsl information and we hope to bring more guests to you the response to both the kurt schmid and the pablo mastro any episodes were fantastic uh we'll get some players on here uh very very soon as well thanks everybody 